My favorite thing is when they have no idea who I am. It's all about the brand for them and the product for them. Like that to me is like the best feeling in the entire world. I was with my husband at Showfields, uh, which is another retailer that our, our product is in. And um, there were like a big group of people around the candles and they were smelling them. And I just kind of stood there and listening and watched. And suddenly someone was like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to smell these also? And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Okay. Hi. I'm Ariel Charnas, and this is In-House, my podcast about all the happenings in my life. Whether it's fashion, entrepreneurship, marriage, or mom life, you'll hear it all right here on In-House. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of In-House with me, Ariel Charnas. We're excited to announce a special partnership between Something Navy and Literary Candles. And as part of that, I'm looking forward to having the founder and CEO, Erica Werber, on the podcast. A New York City native, Erica has over 20 years of experience in public relations, which she brought to building her own company. And in 2021, as a pandemic passion project, she launched Literary Candles. For Erica, Literary is a love letter to New York City with each candle bottling the familiar and amazing scents of the city, including bodega coffee, hot roasted nut cart, pizza from a guy named Joe, and more. Although this is an audio medium, I can't wait to hear about Erica's inspiration in bringing these iconic smells to life in a candle. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here and talk to you. I know. I've been looking forward to this. And I'm very much looking forward to our launch, which I think is going to be super exciting for my followers. This is the first time we're launching a candle. Um, It's amazing how many people love candles, which... I did not know when I started this business. I was not a yeah. candle person, funny enough. Wait, you weren't a candle person? No. That's like, so I'm interesting. not the person to buy candles. I didn't really even like perfume. I just like things smelling super clean, like laundry. Same. So um, I think I just had a good idea for it. And I was like, oh, I'll deal with like the scent part later. Um, but yeah, it's been amazing to see how people... Have been responding. Not even just my brand, but just in general. Yeah. When I get to meet people in person and they're like, oh, I have a closet and like each shelf is a different type of scent. And I, you know, 15 different candles on each shelf. (laughs) It's amazing. I will tell you the scent that we picked for our partnership has been sitting in our kitchen, um, a sample of it. And everyone kind of my kids, my husband, they they're very excited. Oh, good. That makes me so happy. Yeah. And I think we're all excited for the jar also. Me too. The jar is so beautiful. I can't wait for people to see it. And it's so different from what we've done in the past. Um, So I'm really excited for that. Well, so to start off, do you want to share a little bit about your career journey and like how you went from a career in public relations to this? Um, Like you said, I went to college for public relations. That's where my career started. I got to work with great brands like Martha Stewart and Dom Perignon and Reebok, um, Diane von Furstenberg and Vera Wang. Um, And that kind of career path led me into brand building and licensing. And um, I did licensing for around seven years. And, And in In that space, you get to work with a lot of different brands and help build different arms of those brands. So it was a clothing brand that wanted to do bedding or a clothing brand that wanted to get into home accessories. And so I I knew that industry. I never thought I would go into a candle business. 
Um, way before the pandemic, like in 2018, I had this idea to create a lineup, uh, to create a line of candles that smelled like New York City, and I kind of just sat on it. Um, I had um, a friend slash previous coworker who had bounced these ideas off of. And um, I think the pandemic hit 2020, I turned 40 years old. And I think I had one of those breakdowns of what am I doing with my life? Like, sure, I had a nice career, but like, I haven't put my mark on anything. I've only worked for other people. And like, what do I have to show for it? And then I was like, I have this idea. It's going to take a small investment to get it off the ground. And it was really my husband who was like, look, just do it. At least you could say you tried. I love that. With our initial investment, I had to order 2,000 candles that were broken up in four different scents. We launched with four scents and I figured, okay, I have to sell these candles in one year. 2,000 candles in one year was going to be my goal. And then I would like close up shop and that was it. And nine months into it, we had sold 10,000. And I was oh like, Oh my God, that's insane. <laughs> and still to this day, I mean, we're in anthropology, you know, we've been at Macy's, we are in 40 different other retailers. And I'll see an order come through from our website where someone's purchasing six or seven candles at a time. And I'm still shocked that people like these and want to buy them. And so that that part hasn't gotten old at all. That's incredible. I didn't go to business school. I was not a business person. Right. I always joke that Google was my business school. <laughs> Just I would have calls with like my finance team and they would be using all these terms and abbreviations and searching how to do this. And like each day I'm just learning something new and figuring it out as I go along. And I think a a year ago or maybe, you know, even six to 12 months ago, we were thinking, you know, how do we grow this brand? Um, And really it's through partnerships. Um, You know, we can continue to come out with scents in different cities, but I think how do we get a bigger audience. And so um, this year we did a candle with the U.S. Open. Um, We're doing the official candle for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We just launched a really cool partnership with Bravo and the Real Housewives. Wow. So that's been super fun. And our next one is with you. So very exciting. Very exciting. So I'm excited for your audience to see um, not only the candle we created together, but everything else that uh, the brand has to offer. Definitely. And have there been any like big lessons that you've learned along the way of starting your own business that you would share with people looking to start their own businesses themselves? Yeah, for sure. When we first launched, look, I was not trying to lose a ton of money on this. Right. So when we first uh, developed the candle, you know, you have to have a label on the candle that says the name and the scent and everything. And we were working with a company that gave us all these different options. And I said, what's the cheapest option? Like, I'm not looking to invest in this so much. Again, to save money, I had to hand apply this label to every candle that we sold, like me personally, in my parents' garage. Like, that's really how this all started. Oh, my God. And I probably applied a thousand labels to a thousand candles before we realized that they started to bubble and they were peeling off from the glass. So what did you do? We had to peel them off, but they didn't peel off nicely. So then we had to like goo gone the entire collection, then clean all the candles, get new labels, reapply. When I tell you it took months 
to do this. And it was at the point where an order was coming in on our website and I had to quickly like label a candle. Oh my God. And this was like when we first started. So we didn't have a 3PL, you know, we didn't have a warehouse. Now all of that's, you know, handled by, by a whole other group. But really the lesson of the story and, you know, something I've applied moving forward is the cheapest option is definitely not the best option. And if you really are looking to grow a business that's going to have legs, that's going to continue on for years, you need to invest. Um, you know, it's one thing if you're just doing a hobby, you want to try this out, which was my original intent. Um, and I see the difference, you know, how right, customers right. are responding to that. Um but, you know, it's hard when you're first starting to not want a penny pinch. Of course. Of course. No, that makes sense. How did you come up with the name? Oh, so that was probably the fifth name for the brand that we wanted to use. So I wanted to call it Street Sense because um, there's a lot about my dad with the company, he was a big fan of hot roasted nuts. And that was the first candle that I um, came up with. And he always told me, oh, you have good street sense. And I was like, that would be a, the perfect name for this brand. Like it's scents from the streets of New York. <laughs> and it's like sense, S-C-E-N-T-S. Uh, I couldn't get a trademark on that. I think then we went to a few other iterations. And then finally, my graphic designer, her name is Casey. She's the one who helped me build this brand. She and I used to work um, at a company that developed betting. And betting in French is literary. And I just thought, okay, well, this at least connects the two of us to the brand. And the first four letters is light, spells out light. So like, let's go for it. And the other lesson I learned, I've done countless interviews in the last 18 months Rarely does anybody ask, what does the name mean? How did you come up with the name? And really, it's about the product. It's about the product, not necessarily the brand name for something like this. And that's advice given to other entrepreneurs. If if your product can speak for itself, no one's going to care what the company is called. And I say all the time, people buy our candles because of the box. And then they come back because they realize they love the scent and they're high quality candles. But people mostly are paying attention to the witty names that we name them. Did your children help you in the beginning? Is that true? Yeah. So I used to make them. We used to, <laughs> I used to get up at five o'clock in the morning to pack orders because at the time I still had another job that I was doing. Um, my son was an early riser and he would um, help me pack orders. And after... <laughs> After a few days of that, a few of them, I got complaints from customers that they arrived broken. I'd realized that my son was putting candles in boxes without any kind of packaging or anything like that. So that was fun. Um, My daughter and her friends like used to sit around the dining room table and help me label candles, especially for like small special orders that people were doing for weddings and events. Yeah, they help all the time. They definitely help test the scents. Um, they love doing that. And then my daughter had to help me figure out TikTok because she's 15. I love that your boys were involved. He's also so supportive. That's so nice. People magazine last week. You would have thought I just like got him a new Xbox. That's so sweet. They're great. They're so excited when, you know, there's a big deal made about the brand. That's awesome. Yeah, they love smelling everything. 
it's fun. I imagine your kids love seeing all your new stuff. Oh, my God. Well, Ruby, my oldest specifically, she just loves like fashion and and dressing up. And and so she like loves going to the store and seeing the new clothing. But like Esme would not. She's like, oh, cool. A new sweat set. Thanks, mom. It's such a proud feeling as a, you know, a mother to to be able to show your children something that you've you know, created or built and something that you're super passionate about? Before I started the business, I took some online classes through Cornell, um, just kind of business analytics, things like that. Mm-hmm. And one of the courses was a ton of math homework. Oh, God. My daughter would come home from school, sit at the kitchen counter, crying over her math homework. And I'd be sitting at the dining room table crying over <laughs> homework. And Look, we were both crying, but eventually right. we both figured it out. And I think it's nice how often does your child get to see you struggle through something and then like get to that answer. Right. That's incredible. And I think because I built this during the pandemic, they were home and they really saw it, you know, from the very moment. And they feel a part of it, probably like they were a part of building it. Oh, 100%. And, you know, sometimes they come up with ideas for sense. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, maybe. Can you tell us about some of the scents you have and how they came about? I mean, you spoke about the nut carp. That one was like the hardest scent to develop because that scent, especially if you're local to New York, is so specific. And I think people who know, know. So we really needed to nail that on the head. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a lab that we work with. and We went back and forth on months for that. We actually didn't launch. Although the company was developed with the idea of that scent, we didn't launch that. That was the fifth candle to launch because um, it just took so long. But the things that spoke to me from the beginning were, you know, Central Park, because we go there all the time and the grass growing. And there's something very special when spring starts again and everyone's back out on the lawns there. Um, I'm a big, you know, once you see the Mr. Softy truck on the street, like winter is over. Yeah. And so I knew I wanted to make a candle that hit that on the head. So that smells like vanilla soft serve. We realized we needed like a citrusy candle. And I was like, well, what citrus that would, you know, it's not like we're in Florida, but I was like, oh, a mimosa citrusy. And like, where do you drink bottomless mimosas? So we have brunch in the West Village, which ended up being one of our best sellers, especially during the pandemic. There were so many orders that came in with gift notes People purchasing the candle, sending it to someone else with notes like, I miss our brunches together. That's so sweet. I felt very honored to kind of read a lot of these notes that were going into these candles because it was clear it was going between friends or siblings or parents and children that were living in separate places, but had these special meanings like for each other. And that's really why I started this, because during COVID, there was only bad news coming out of the city. And it was like, can we get back and remember why we love New York and why we suffer through these things and still stay here? Like yeah. there are these special pockets. Um, and so I, I'm glad we've been able to um, bring that to light to people. What's your favorite one? Um, scent-wise, my favorite one is Afternoon in Central Park, um, just because it's very light and fresh. I think my favorite one that I designed um, or that we came up with is called I Ran the Marathon. Oh, my God. What does it smell like? 
So everyone's like, oh my God, does it smell like sweat? Yeah. <laughs> like where we have afternoon in Central Park, which is kind of springy and grassy. This one is like Central Park in the fall. So think like crunchy leaves and trees. Love that. But that one I love because I did run the marathon. And so the box actually has my bib number on it. That's so cute. I just thought that was like, no one else knows that. But I can like look at it and say like, Have okay. a memory, yeah. I was going to say, we have another candle called Laid Fees at the library. And on that, we actually have books that have the initials of like people who have worked for the company. What does that smell like? That smells like paper, paper and linen, which is really pretty. But like, you know what like a real library book smells like with those like plastic covers. It's they, so they distinct. Romantic. <laughs> yeah, you're like a romantic version of that. <laughs> You know, there are plenty of things that could smell terrible. Yeah. We try to find the nicer version. We have a a candle called pizza from a guy named Joe. And everyone (laughs) thinks it's going to smell like pepperoni, but it smells like basil. Oh, that's nice. Who comes up with these names? Do you come up with them on your own? I come up with every single one of them. Like usually in the middle of the night or like at four in the morning. And my designer gets a text for me, like write this down. That's a fun job. I think she enjoys doing it. She hand illustrates every um, thing that's on our boxes. So as soon as we come up with the idea, she goes right to, you know, figuring out what is the box going to look like for that. Why is it important for the candles that they're made with vegan soy and coconut wax? I never wanted a product with my, you know, name attached to it that would in any way create any issues for anyone. Yeah. I knew I wanted to create something that was made in the USA. Um, I did not want to make something overseas. I just felt like from a quality perspective, especially during the pandemic, I was not able to travel to a factory in another country to actually see how they produce things. Um, I also get a lot of migraines and I knew I needed a clean candle. I was going to burn these and have these in my home and be a champion for them, you know, they had to be... Something you would keep in your home and... 100%. And really, you know, that we have times where customers complain about our price point, but the truth is um, we need the price point to be there because of the level of quality that we're offering. Um, On top of it, not only are they, they made in the USA, they're made in Massachusetts. Every component of the candle is made by another small business. So like, you know, yes, they're manufactured uh, small family business over 100 years in Massachusetts, but the wicks are created by another small family business. Same with the boxes are um, printed in Maine. That's wonderful. So as I started to research all these different, um, you know, components of the candle, I just felt like, well, what a great story to tell. And that like every order is so every order, even if it's of the smallest candle that's on sale on our website, I still, I mean, I count those dollars. Those are still so important to me. Right. And I know the different partners we use to develop the candle, those orders are so important to them as well. So what's the process of deciding on a new candle? Like, how does it start? I come up with an idea for a a name. And I'm like, you know what, this is something that people experience. Um, What would that smell like? And I've had a lot of good ideas for a candle, but I'm like, but I I don't know what that people say to me all the time. Like, why don't you have like a New York City taxi candle? And I'm like, because what would that smell like? (laughs) Even 
going back to late fees at the library, you know, the New York City Public Library is such a moment. Yeah, totally. So the funny thing about that candle, we called it late fees at the library. And then we're like, okay, we're going to have it smell like paper. And then the day before we launched that candle, New York City announced that they were getting rid of late fees. Like, what? So what <laughs> What do you do in that situation? You know what? We still put it up. Because and... everyone knows. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, because I think the title doesn't say late fees at the New York City Public Library. Right. It's just late fees. Bookstores have purchased it. So anyway, back to what you asked, we come up with the name and then, okay, the idea for the scents come up. And then I reach out to my lab and I'm like, okay, we, we want a candle that's going to smell like, let's think of brunch in the West Village. We want it to smell like a mimosa. They get to work. Um, they probably send me like 10 to 12 different samples, um, of scents. And then either there's one that's perfect. So it's kind of like what we did. I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm so excited about our partnership that's coming out. It's coming out November 17th. Correct. And it's a scent we really haven't like done before. So I'm really excited for people to smell that. Me too. I, and I think the name is cute that we came up with. Are you going to say what it is? It's definitely like a collective scent of the women in the office that we all genuinely like connected to when we first smelled it. So I think it's like... I don't know. I feel like it really represents all of, like all of the women in, in our office. Like we all love the smell. So we're really excited. And there's definitely a lot of navy in there as well. Yeah, totally. From an aesthetic um, point of view, it's so beautiful. It is, right? The, the actual candle is beyond. I cannot wait to have it in my own home. I know. I'm so excited about it. And I... You know, keep thinking, okay, like, well, what else can I do to create, you know, colors like that? Right. It's a perfect navy. It's so beautiful. Is it cool to see the candle, like your product in stores or you're used to it by now? It's so exciting. In fact, every time, right? We um, we sell our candles at camp. Oh, cool. Which is a fun store. Yeah. And my husband and son went to Hudson Yards to have dinner somewhere. And on the way home. And they saw it. Yeah. My son was like, oh, let's go to camp and see the candles. That's awesome. So that was super fun. We started um, giving out tote bags at different events with our brand name on them. And I think seeing like a random person on the street with like a bag with your brand on it. Insane. I know. It's the best feeling ever. Yeah. I feel that way with the clothing. I'm sure you see like a random person wearing a shirt or... I do. And, and you know, to me, my favorite thing is when they have no idea who I am. It just like makes me... Like they just... they. It's all about the brand for them and the product for them. Like that to me is like the best feeling in the entire world. And I'll still go up to them. Sometimes I won't because it's like, you know, it's always pretty weird when I do. But when I go up to them and I'm like... I love your dress. And they're like, thanks. I'm like, oh, my God, she doesn't know me. And I love that. That was so amazing. It just it makes me feel like they really just they saw the piece somewhere and they loved it and they bought it. And like, that's that's the definition of success for me. So it's amazing every time I see it out out in the wild. I was with my husband at Showfields, uh, which is another retailer that our our product is in. And um, there were like a big group of people around the candles and they were smelling them. And I just kind of stood there. And listening and watch. And suddenly someone was like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to smell these also? And I'm like, no, 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 no. 
I know that's so funny. When we first launched, I said the first person to purchase a candle that isn't related to me, a friend of a friend, like zero relation, then I know I have something here. And I think that happened within like 48 hours of us launching. And I was like, people actually want to buy this because they think it's cool, not because they're trying to be nice to me. Right. I get that also. Yeah. It's funny. There are times people make massive purchases. Like, and we're talking about candles. Like in bulk. Yeah. Four or $500 order. They've never smelled like. How much is a candle? $45. It's mm-hmm. like a lot of candles to purchase in one thing. Yeah. We have one customer. She's based in San Francisco. She's purchased over $6,000 of our candles. That is so cool. You should You should do something special for her. Funny enough, we were like, oh, when we launch our Bravo collection, we're going to send her a whole box. We launched and she purchased it all in five minutes. And I was like, really? <laughs> what are some exciting things you have coming up? Um, so we um, got a really good introduction uh, to a group that manages a lot of the museums in the city. That's awesome. Um, we, um, have a great partnership happening with the city of New York, but we're going to work on a candle for pride. Oh, wow. Super fun and super colorful. All the proceeds of that go to, um, a charity that, you know, works with the LGBTQ community. So I'm excited about that one for sure. Like every time I think there's nothing left that smells good in the city, like find something. Are there new, do you have any new scents coming out that we should be looking out for? Um, not until the spring. Um, okay. And we're still working on those. But we will finally launch, I've been talking about this for a year, but we're finally going to launch a Los Angeles collection. I was just going to say, are you moving outside of the city at all? We have Miami candles right now, um, which is fun. I went to school down there. I lived there for a while and we vacation there a lot. And then we have some really good ideas to do a line for London. Uh, which is another city that's really special to us. Shifting to motherhood, you said you had two kids, a boy and a girl. Did you always want to be a mother? Um, yeah, I definitely always had the urge to create like my own family. I got married at 25. Um, I had my first child at 27. Like, Wow, young, yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, wasn't so good at it. At first, I think I was a child also. Yeah. I've never changed a diaper before. I feel like a lot of first mothers, though, you know, go through that. They're just the best. I have two kids that don't fight, which I think is like so odd. nice. Yeah. I've said to them from a very young age, like, as you get older, I always say my daughter's responsible for making sure my son always has something to eat. And my son is responsible for making sure my daughter always has a roof over her head. So between the two of them, they'll always be housed and fed. I love that. What do you hope they, they would learn from you from seeing your, your hard work and, and building a business? I think, like, first of all, hopefully they see that if you have a good idea, like, go for it. Yeah. Try and, try and work that out. Figure it out. Also, like, if you have a good idea, like, keep working at that other job. And yeah, right. you're going to be up really late at night and you're going to work on the weekends to manage both. But, like, it's... And that's going to pay that hard work is going to pay off in the end. I think it's important they see just how we manage our time and um, juggle things. Yeah. Look, sometimes I can't go to the game or I can't go to this thing. And like, that's so that's going to be OK. It's OK to feel disappointed. 
Right. Um, I think as parents, we try so hard to make everything so happy and so perfect. But like they have to learn disappointment. They have to hear the word no. So that things don't always work out. Yeah. Do you have any advice for for those who are also interested in starting their own businesses? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, have faith in yourself. If you think this is a good idea, you've talked it out with people. I think, first of all, like reach out to your network and have, you know, grab coffee with someone yeah. good in business and ask if they think it's a good idea, like give it a shot. I know investments in starting businesses are hard. Um, you know, that being said, um, I could have started this business seven years ago. I had this idea seven years ago and I sat on it. Where would we be now? Look, I'm really proud of where we are 18 months later. Um, but, you know, just I get it. go for it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. How can our audience keep up with you and follow your activities? So definitely visit our website, shoplittery.com. And you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok, which is the most embarrassing platform on earth. <laughs> and uh, both of those are at Literary Candle. So thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for joining me and everyone listening. Make sure you check out our Something Navy and Literary collaboration launching November 17th. And thank you to all the listeners out there. You can reach out to us with any questions about the podcast or who you want us to bring on next. Just DM us on Instagram at Something Navy and we will see you next week. That's a wrap for today's episode of In-House. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more thoughtful discussions and amazing guests. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And of course, follow me at Ariel Charnis and at Something Navy. See you next week.